You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions. Thank you for joining me today. Overcoming depression, guilt, and shame is the title of this devotion. Depression is something that really can be hard to shake once it takes a hold of us. And King David was a man that he wasn't a depressive. He wasn't a somebody whose whole life was depressive. No, but he did have times of painful depression. And for David, one of the first areas that he always looked for in his life, if he was, if he, why he was depressed is, am I right with God? You know, when he felt low, he, he wanted to know, am I right with God? And if you look here, and I'll read to you from the Living Bible in Psalm 32, which is one of his famous phenomenal Psalms, he says in verse three, there was a time when I wouldn't admit what a sinner I was. And my dishonesty made me miserable, depressed. I became depressed because of my, I wasn't being honest with God. I wasn't being open and upright. I I was hiding. I, I was like having no time for him because I didn't want to deal with things, you know? And he says, all day and all night, your hand, Lord, was heavy on me. And it evaporated my strength like water on a sunny day until I finally came clean and admitted my sins to you and stopped trying to hide them. And I said to myself, okay, I'm going to confess what I did to the Lord. And you forgave me. Now all my guilt is gone. See, overcoming depression, guilt, and shame. There's a difference between depression is a condition of the heart. Guilt is an issue that we have before God. Shame is what we have because of defilement. The condition of the heart becomes depressed low when it's weighed down with too much weight of failure, too much weight of doing things that are not right and it pushes us lower and lower and lower. It's called the gravity of the sin nature. And it pushes you lower and you become depressed. I'm not saying all depression is sin. We'll talk about this in a minute. So this was the first area where David looked in his life when he got too low. Uh, Have I allowed things in my life that are not right? Am I in the right place with God? That's the condition of the heart. The guilt is, are there unresolved issues before God? Are there things that I haven't said, Lord, I shouldn't have said that, done that, thought that, acted that way, responded that way, and that we clean up our mess because guilt is something yet before God that is removed. The guilt is removed as you come to live in forgiveness. Shame has to do with defilement, that you are not walking in what is holy in His sight. And then you suffer the shame of the self-consciousness, the lower nature. And He removes that by washing you clean with His precious blood through the Holy Spirit that work in you. And so David says here, 
Now I say in verse 6, that each believer should confess his sins to God when he's aware of them, while there is yet time to be forgiven, because judgment will him not, not touch him then if he does this. You are my hiding place from the storms of this life. You even keep me from getting into trouble. You surround me with songs of victory. You instruct me in the way that I should go along the best. You guide me along the best pathway for my life and advise me as you watch my progress. I will not be like a senseless horse or mule that needs to have a bit in its mouth to, to be guided. No, Lord, I will listen to your spirit. I will not make it hard on you to guide me, to instruct me. In Psalm 34, which is right here, in verse 18, David says, The Lord is close to those whose hearts are breaking. He's talking about depression. He rescues those who are humbly sorry for their sins. The good man does not escape all troubles. He has them too. But the Lord helps him in each and every one of them. God even protects him from accidents. Verse 22 says, And as for those who serve the Lord, he will redeem them, every one who takes refuge in him will be freely forgiven, pardoned. David really knew where to go with his depression. He knew how to just go to God and, and get things cleaned up, get things sorted. Depression is the condition of the heart. Guilt is what's unresolved before God. Shame is the defilement of things that are not right. And the Lord wants to give you he wants to help you overcome these things. He wants to help free you from these things. He says in chapter 12 of Proverbs, verse 25, anxiety in the heart of man causes depression, but a good word makes it glad. You know, this beautiful verse here, when I think of anxiety, is in Philippians 4. And it says there, in, um, here it is, verse 6 of chapter 4 of Philippians. Do not fret or have any anxiety about anything, but in every circumstance and in everything by prayer and petition, definite request with thanksgiving, continue to make your wants known to God. And God's peace shall be yours, that tranquil state of the soul, assured of its salvation through Christ, and so fearing nothing from God, being content with its earthly lot, whatever that is, that peace which transcends all understanding shall garrison the mount guard over your heart and minds in Christ Jesus. You see, anxiety really can just sneak up on you, sneak up on you, sneak up on you, and keep pushing in and, and surround you to the point where it's holding you and you're living in this conscious, in this constant tension, in this constant stress that is burdening you down. And in Luke chapter 21, the Lord Jesus warns us about this concerning the last days. He says in Luke chapter 21, verse 34, 
take heed to yourselves and be on your guard, lest your hearts be overburdened and depressed, weighed down with the giddiness and headache and nausea of self-indulgence, drunkenness, worldly worries, cares pertaining to the business of this life, and the day of the Lord Jesus come upon you suddenly, and you're not ready for it. You're not living for Him. You completely snowed under. And He warns us. He warns us to not allow anxiety, depression, to weigh us down where we're so constantly under all the worldly that we don't come up for breath and say, Oh, my light and my salvation, I'm so grateful I could come to you, Lord, in prayer. You are so wonderful to me, Lord. You're my refuge. You're my hiding place. In you, I'm complete like a nothing. And Lord, I don't know what to do about all these things, but I trust you to enable me every day to walk through them. You know, folks, sometimes the only way you get through trials is one foot in front of the other. You just got to keep walking in faith and keep walking and say, no, my Father loves me. My Father meets all my needs. My Father knows what I've needed before by asking. I will trust in the Lord with all my heart and rely not on my own feelings. And No, I trust God. And you just keep walking and keep doing what's right and keep blessing and keep loving and keep marching on, keep working. And you come up for air by worshiping and praising Him and worshiping and praising Him. And then you will see how the Lord knows how to help his own in times of need. And the Lord warns us that in the last days, we must be careful not to allow ourselves to be overtaken by worry and anxiety. The Lord also will be a refuge for the oppressed, a refuge in times of trouble. And those who know your name, Lord, will put their trust in you. For you, Lord, have not forsaken those who seek you. Oh, I love these thoughts. The Lord will be a refuge for the oppressed, for those that feel low, for those that feel depressed. Come on, you gotta, you know, I started out with showing you that one of the first areas David looked for when he was suffering depression, the lowness of his heart, was, am I in a good place with God? Is everything good between me and God? For David, that was always most important. He didn't say, no, my problems. No, no, the Lord is big enough to help me with the problems. If I'm low, then it's not the problems issue. It's because I I need to see where I am with God. And number two, he always came up for air when the challenges were enduring, when the stresses were constantly pushing on him, when the, when the problems were too great for him, the master. But he was right with God. So it wasn't an issue that, that he, uh, something wrong between God. No, he just, Ooh, hallelujah, hallelujah. If, I, if the Lord's on my side, then I can leap over a wall. I can run into an army. I, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, in other words. You know, and, and this is where we need to watch ourselves. Okay, in closing, two scriptures. In closing, listen to this. This scripture has really helped me to have a stability and not allow myself to be depressed because the trials that I'm going through are, are not shifting right away. 
and that I don't get depressed, that I just come up for air and worship God. And this little verse has helped me. When my heart is right, but the trial is persisting, this verse right here, it is 2 Corinthians 4 verse 1 in the Amplified where it says, Therefore, since we do hold and engage in this ministry by the mercies of God, granting us favor, benefits, opportunities, and especially salvation, we do not get discouraged, spiritless, and despondent with fear or become faint with weariness and exhaustion. You know, in, in, in working in the ministry or working at your job or being faithful in your marriage and taking care of your children and whatever it may be, and just the cares of this life, the responsibilities of this life, waiting for a change in the circumstances, waiting for an answer in what is just seemingly hopeless, you, you, can, you can get pessimistic or weighed down. But no, 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 I will not. I will not. I will not. No, I, I, I'm, I'm leaning on the Lord. My last scripture is here, John 14, verse 27. No, no, the Lord's my strength. The night before he betrays, he said, is betrayed, he's crucified the next morning. He says this, no, the comfort, the counselor, the helper, excuse me, wrong verse, 27, there it is. Peace, he says, I leave with you. <laughs> He's going to the cross and he says, I'm giving you peace in the face of my challenge. It shows you. You can be in the midst of the biggest battle and say, come on, come here. Feel this peace. It's God's presence. You can be in the, waiting for the biggest miracles and you can say, well, feel this peace. Oh, I honestly know this is true. I've experienced this so many times that this surpassing wealth of peace, of God's peace, guarded my heart and mind in the middle that I should have been anxious, but I was not because the Lord have helped me with His grace. And Jesus here is about to go to the cross and He says, peace I give you. I now give you and bequeath to you my peace. I don't give it to you like the world gives. No, do not let your hearts be troubled. Neither let them be afraid. Stop allowing yourselves to be agitated, disturbed, and do not permit yourself to be fearful, intimidated, cowardly, and unsettled. No. Come on. Come into this peace I give you. Let me relieve you from this depression, from this guilt, from this shame. And let me give you my joy and my peace and my goodness and mercy. Oh, come on, dear friends, receive this. Shake off that depression. No, I will not serve it. I'm not going to be low. I'm going, to be, I'm going to be lifted up. The Lord is my shield, my glory, and the lifter of my head, Psalm 3, verse 3. And you come up in the midst of trial. The circumstances haven't changed, but you have. And that is often key to see the circumstances change. Amen? Have a good day.